G'day there and welcome to episode 264 of the Create and Thrive podcast. Today's episode is also available over on YouTube, so if you'd like to watch that, head on over to youtube.com forward slash Jess Van Den to get the visual option alongside the audio. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name's Jess Van Den and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full-time in 2010 and since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers just like you create and grow successful handmade businesses. So are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. So I am back from my break, my digital sabbatical and my trip to Heron Island, which is a lovely little island in the Southern Great Barrier Reef. So it was about a six hour drive to get up to the coast on uh, the mainland town on the coast that we then took the boat from. And it was a wonderful break. Highly recommend visiting Heron Island if you're into snorkeling or diving. And if you like birds, then heading there in the summer would be an awesome idea as well. So I had my digital sabbatical, which was a fantastic break from all things internet. And I'm going to be doing a video on that in the coming weeks where I've got a lot of footage from the island as well. So you can see a little bit of what it looks like where I talk through, you know, what is a digital sabbatical, my my experiences, my rules, and uh, why I recommend everybody, especially those of us with an online business, seriously consider taking at least one digital sabbatical every year. But today we're talking about something different. Well, actually it's related. We're talking about social media and I'm going to answer the question, can you have a successful handmade business without using social media to market your business? Let's go. So this is a question I get asked quite often uh, on my social media, in my membership community. Can I have a successful handmade business without social media, without having to use social media to market it? And my answer is yes, you absolutely can. You just need to work out other ways of getting the word out there. So in today's video, I want to talk about this and we'll basically answer this question. Can I have a successful handmade business without social media and discuss the ways that you can and the things you need to do if you actually want to do this? Just so you know, This is how I do it. I don't rely on social media to uh, grow my handmade business. I did a bit in the beginning, but I haven't for a very long time. And uh, some of the strategies I'm going to share today are the strategies I use to run my successful handmade business and get more people through the virtual doors. Okay, so the short answer is yes, you absolutely can. The longer answer is it's a lot more difficult in some ways to do this. Uh, I think everybody these days defaults to social media, <laughs> you know, I defaults to Instagram, especially perhaps Facebook, maybe uh, some of the newer social media. If you have a younger audience like TikTok, for example, but you don't have to be active on these platforms in order to have a successful business. You just have to remember you, that you need to market your business. You have to get the word out somehow. And if you're not doing it on social media, you need to do it some other way. So let's talk about some of the other ways you can get the word out and grow the traffic to your shop and your business. 
Before we get into that, I just want to let you know, I am running a live workshop inside my community for makers, the Thriver Circle. Basically, that's going to take you through crafting your ideal marketing plan. I'm running that at the end of June 2021. So if you want to attend live, just make sure you're a member of the circle by then. That's thrivercircle.com. Link is below in the description. And if you are watching this later, it's going to be there. You can go watch it and take that workshop anytime you like along with like 30, 40 other workshops. I haven't counted them lately <laughs> that I have in there. And I'll tell you more about that at the end. So let's get on with the video. Okay. Number one, step one, you can consider selling your stuff at markets and boutiques. Now I understand at this point in time in a lot of the world, that's not a great choice. Uh, however, things won't stay how they are forever. So you know, that might be a really great way for you to market your business. You might really enjoy doing markets. You might love selling via wholesale and consignment, getting your stuff into shops. Now, the benefit of doing the, the wholesale consignment thing is that you don't have to do the selling. Well, you have to sell to the market, <laughs> to the boutiques and the galleries. But once you've convinced them to buy your work, they do the rest for you, right? With markets, you have built-in traffic. Like that's the whole point of going to a market is that you've got people walking by your stall, seeing your stuff, buying it in person. So those might be two really good avenues for your particular business and your particular personality when it comes to growing your business. Now, all of these things I'm going to be talking about will depend on a couple of things. One, the sort of business you want. Do you want just a solely online business that you don't want to do markets and sell to boutiques? That's what I have. I occasionally sell wholesale, but only if somebody approaches me and really, really wants my work. I don't chase it. Uh, I don't particularly enjoy doing markets. Like they're fun, don't get me wrong, but I've often had the experience where I've gone to the market and I haven't sold a lot of stuff and then I've sold a, you know, more online that day than I did at the market. And it's like, well, am I spending my time wisely here? So it's not something I do. Plus, I'm not a big fan of getting up early and you have to do that for most markets. So there's that too. So think about the sort of business you want, just your lifestyle and your personality, what's going to fit you better. But also don't forget to think about your customer. <laughs> don't waste your time on in places that your customer is not going to be because you will be wasting your time. Just for example, if I'm using social media as an example, I wouldn't be wasting my time with something like TikTok unless my my target customer is like a teenager or early 20s because most people over that age are not on the platform, right? However, if my target market is like an 18-year-old female, well, you better be sure that's probably where I'm going to be, right? Because that's where everyone is right now. So remember thinking about those things in the wider world as well when it comes to the rest of these tips. The places you work with and the places you put your time and energy better be places where your ideal customer is. And if you don't know who that is, I got a workshop for that in the circle as well, or you can just Google it and figure it out that way. Okay. Number two, if you do just want to focus on online sales, then the number one thing you have to do is get your photography right. Okay. Don't waste your time and all the rest of this stuff until your photographs are on point. They need to be awesome. They need to be professional looking. They need to be well lit. They need to be crisp. I have a whole bunch of videos on photography on my channel. I literally just did more last month. Uh, 10 tips to improve your product photos, uh, seven types of product photos you should be taking, heaps of them. I'll put links to those in the description and you can just search for them on my channel as well. But you need to get that right because that is the thing that's going to draw people in are those photos. Okay. 
I don't care how good your SEO is. I don't care how good your descriptions are. No one's going to see that stuff. No one's going to read the description and decide to buy your product unless your photos are awesome. So spend some time getting that sorted out. It's well worth it. All right, so number three is get your SEO sorted. So this is your search engine optimization, i.e. your titles, your tags, your descriptions, whatever platform you're on, it's going to be different. On Etsy, it's your titles and your tags. If you're selling on your own website, you need to worry about your description as well because Google uh, search and other search engines look at that. So getting your SEO sorted out and then getting enough traffic to your website uh, and updating your website regularly enough that at Google or the other search engines want to give you traffic are kind of the two things you want to do here. This is why blogging can be great if you have your own website because you're updating it regularly or as long as you're um, adding photos regularly, as photos, adding products regularly to your website, basically keeping it active uh, to tell the search engines that it's still an active website is an important part of SEO, but just really doing the work to figure out what sort of words your customers are going to be typing into the search bar in order to find what you sell and make sure that you're doing a good job of putting those with your products, right? So this is how I get a lot of, if not most of my traffic, at least half of it, uh, is through SEO, so search, especially on Etsy, because uh, the whole point of being somewhere like Etsy, a venue like that, is you're tapping into the customer base that they do the work to bring in. So people go to Etsy, then search for stuff, and then they find my work and hopefully buy it. So you want to do that whether you're on Etsy or Shopify or WordPress, it doesn't matter, whatever platform you're using, get your SEO sorted out, put some effort into that, and you'll bring in organic traffic that way. Number four, related to number three, and that is get on venues. So sell on venue platforms like Etsy or Amazon Handmade. There's a whole bunch of them out there. Uh, As I said, the benefit of those platforms is you're tapping into the traffic they have. So if you're not on those platforms, you can't get the traffic. So that's why I often recommend to people to have an Etsy shop even if you want to focus on your own website. Like I don't promote my Etsy shop apart from, you know, putting links, say, in the description of my YouTube and stuff like that. But if I do ever do any work, like on social media, for example, I this I send people to my own website. I don't send people to my Etsy shop. The people who buy from my Etsy shop generally have found me through Etsy uh, or they've, you know, gone to Etsy and searched for my business name, or they might have found a link on a YouTube video or something like that. But I don't put a lot of effort into promoting my Etsy shop. Uh, if I send out an email, for example, I'm going to be linking to my website, right? So consider if you're not getting enough traffic and you're not seeing enough traction, consider getting on some of these venues and you will be able to tap into the market that they have put the work in to curate and bring together. The fifth thing you can do is use a platform like Pinterest, like something that is social media adjacent, but is not really social media. Like Pinterest is not really a social media. It's really a search engine. Uh, Okay. So using that is a great way to tap into again, the um, user base of the platform and people go to Pinterest to buy stuff, like some enormous amount of people on Pinterest, like 90% almost or something, uh, go there to look for stuff to buy. So it's a great platform to be on and you don't have to do any interaction. You know, it's not as it's like, there are social elements to it. You can message people, you can leave comments. And then that used to be more active than it is today. It's not really a thing. I don't think so much anymore. So 
you know, if you don't want to be spending your time on the social part of social media, but you still want to benefit from being on a platform like that, then strongly consider something like Pinterest because it is more of a search engine and you can get eyes on your work that way that you would not have got on it otherwise. Um, just a heads up if you like are a bit unsure about Pinterest, I have a workshop for that in the circle, but I also am running a Pinterest challenge, uh, I believe next month. So come and uh, keep an eye out for that. And uh, that's super fun. It's like a 30 day challenge where I give you Pinterest tips and tricks every day. And your goal is to like spend 10 minutes a day working on your Pinterest and we all do it together in the Thriver Circle membership community. So I'll put a link to more information about that in the description as well, if that sounds like something you'd be into. So concurrent with the Pinterest one, another option here is YouTube. Now, it's funny, like when you think social media platform, do you think YouTube? I think some people do. But honestly, while there is that social element to to YouTube, you know, you, there's comments and things like that and you want to get subscribers, it's really the world's second largest search engine. Again, search engines, that's what we're tapping into, places where people can search for your stuff. Google, Etsy, Amazon Handmade, Pinterest, uh, YouTube. Now think of that versus somewhere like Instagram or Facebook. When people go to Instagram or Facebook, they aren't usually searching for a thing, are they? They're kind of going there to tap into their social networks. And if you happen to be part of that social network, like they follow you and they see your posts and that's fantastic. But, you know, that's not the main reason people go to those platforms. So that in my mind, that's what separates these two things out. There are search platforms and there are social platforms that people go to be like entertained and search platforms are where people go to get stuff they want, right? So you want to be on those search platforms. Uh, YouTube might seem daunting. I mean, I'm here right now on YouTube. You know? <laughs> Honestly, it doesn't take a lot to get going. You can do it with your phone and nothing else. Uh, maybe some lighting, but you don't even need that. You can use natural lighting. And you can do videos. And some of, for some of you, it might be a really excellent choice because say you make like macrame stuff or you sell supplies or anything like that, you can put videos out there educating people about how to use your stuff, right? Or you can start a channel that's somewhat related and then sort of tangentially promote your work. Like, you know, I'm wearing my own earrings and my own rings in these videos. I don't usually talk specifically about my jewelry a lot. Uh, apart from, hey, you know, it's my business. This is how I've learned how to do X, Y, Z. Uh, but I'll put links always in the description. And I do have some videos on my channel that are specifically about making jewelry and related to that. And that might help my customers. For example, I have a video here on how to size your fingers. Like if you want to buy a ring online, right? So I'm educating my customers and hopefully that will bring me some more, uh, customers and some more money and actually know for sure that that video has brought me customers so it's pretty cool like you know that's another way if you're creative and if you have a handmade business you're creative otherwise you wouldn't video might be something you really enjoy doing and if that's the case you can just create those videos and get them out there and that might be another way to bring people in without having the sort of having to be live having to be always on and backwards and forwards like you do on social media to be successful. You know, I think when we think about being successful on social media, we really think about being, you know, you have to be putting content up like a few times a week and be really active and engaging on in the platform. And honestly, that's kind of true. 
But with something like YouTube, you could do like a once a week video and it's a different type of work. It's still work, but I hate to tell you, <laughs> you're going to have to do some form of work to bring people to your shop. Okay. You can't, you can't just build it and they will come. You have to do something, some sort of marketing effort to bring people to your business. What this is about is finding the right fit the right fit like I talked about earlier. And if social media isn't something you enjoy, you're going to have to invest your time or and or money in one of these other platforms or uh, avenues. All right, so number six is advertising. Yes, spending some money rather than spending time on growing your business. Now, where can you advertise? You can advertise on social media. If you don't want to spend the time to be on there, you can advertise on there. So Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Uh, you can advertise on venue platforms. So if you sell on Etsy or Amazon Handmade, you can um, you can advertise within the platform to be at the top of search results. That's another great way of doing it. I spend a couple of dollars a day on Etsy ads and that works reasonably well for me. So that might be something that you want to do as well. Or maybe you want to pay an influencer or a blogger to promote your work. That's another thing you can do. If there's somebody uh, who you follow on Instagram who's a really good fit for your products, you, they might have a, you know, a, a process whereby you can pay them to promote your work. That could be another way to take advantage of someone else's social media platform without you having to have your own active social media platform. So that's a really good sort of middle ground for those of you who want sort of to capture that social media audience, but don't want to put the work into growing it. Of course, it will cost you money instead of time, but you have to spend one of those to get people to your business. Number eight is sort of related to this, and that is to use PR or public relations to get your work out to the world. So this might be by pitching bloggers or magazine writers or news uh, outlets around you, or uh, say there might be websites around you or social media, again, social media uh, accounts that promote your type of business for free. So this is where I'm talking about just getting free PR versus getting uh, paying for advertising. They're two separate things. Although you may be approaching similar people, it just depends how you get in the door. Like if it's a news type of platform, then, you know, it's obviously ideal if you, you're approaching a magazine or something like that to get a free PR piece versus getting a paid advertising spot because it's more genuine and they're more likely to tell more of your story, which will be more engaging to potential customers. So going that route of getting PR is a really powerful one if you are willing to put in the work to learn how to do that. And the last one I'm going to share with you today, which is I think number eight, is to grow your own mailing list. Email is still an incredibly powerful way to get people buying from you. Uh, I know with my, you know, my business Create and Thrive, the Thriver Circle, selling my e-courses and stuff like that, the vast majority of my sales come from my list, from my mailing list when I send out sales emails. If I didn't have that, I wouldn't have a business, honestly. And in the beginning with my handmade business, well, the beginning being the first five to seven years, <laughs> that was also a big part of my handmade business was my mailing list. I don't focus on it quite so much anymore, probably to my detriment, to be honest. I probably should be spending more time uh, growing and focusing on my jewelry business mailing list. The reason I stopped focusing on it was simply that we changed direction with the business and we spent more time focusing on selling wedding rings rather than selling our other jewelry. And of course, when you're selling 
a product that's generally a one-time sale, you're not focused on repeat customers. You're focused on bringing in new customers. This is another thing, another trick, right? Think about when it comes to your marketing, which one of these two things you want more. Do you want, do you sell the sort of products that people are going to collect? So they're going to come back and buy from you over and over again. Or do you sell the sort of products that someone's going to buy from you once and then move on? Because that will affect what you choose as well. That will affect how you market. Because if you are focused on like bringing people back over and over again, email's fantastic. And social media, sorry to say, is actually a really good choice because you want to build buzz and you want to build a community around your brand, right? So if that is the case, then consider that. If you do want to bring people, new people in all the time because that's the sort of products you sell, then you're more uh, better off spending your time on things like SEO. So bringing in new people, PR, bringing in new people, advertising, bringing in new people. I mean, we all need to bring in new people, right? But some of us, for some of us, focusing on the repeat customers is going to be more effective than focusing on bringing in new people. So I hope you've been convinced, or I have convinced you, that social media is just one method out of many that you can use to bring customers in to your shop. And I've thrown a lot of stuff at you here to consider as well. The sort of business you have, your personality, your brand personality, your um, ideal customer, all of those things. You have to gather all of those things together and contemplate them all and then decide on a marketing strategy. And remember I said at the beginning, I am running a workshop on this. If you feel a little bit overwhelmed and this all seems a bit too much, I am going to go into more detail and break down and help you to plan a marketing strategy for your handmade business in that live workshop that I'm running in the Thriver Circle. So that is at thrivercircle.com. As I said, if you can't make it live, the recording will be there. And of course, I'm available to members every weekday in our Facebook group private forum. So you can ask me directly and I will help you with whatever questions you have. And that goes for any handmade business question, uh, any of the workshops, as well as my course, Your Year to Thrive. It's a year-long course that teaches you step-by-step, like building block by building block, everything you need to do and learn in order to start and grow a successful handmade business. And that's available exclusively to members of the Thriver Circle. And you get a lesson a day for 50, a lesson a day, a lesson a week for 52 weeks for that entire course. So that's available too. As soon as you join, you get your first lesson and you're on your way. So thrivercircle.com to get access to all of those things. I have workshops in there on almost everything I've talked about in this uh, video today uh, of you know how to do PR, how to get started uh, with Etsy, how to, all those sorts of things. It's all there. I also have a whole bunch of other videos here on my channel that will help you with some aspects of this. Oh, one final thing. Even if you don't want to be active on social media, I strongly recommend you claim your business name on the main platforms and put your shop link there. I mean, just do that at least, you know, get your at whatever it is on Instagram and Facebook, make sure to put your link to your website there. Just so if people do go searching for you on those platforms, they will find you and they'll get directed to the right place. So strongly recommend you at least claim uh, your ownership over your business on those platforms. I should probably consider doing that on some of the other platforms as well. But I think if you have it on the main ones like Twitter, uh, Twitter, maybe Twitter, if you want, uh, Instagram and Facebook, though, I think are where most people go still these days. So as long as you have it on those platforms, I think that's the most important thing. 
Okay, well, I think that'll do it for today. I hope you enjoyed this one. It gave you a bit of food for thought and maybe made you feel a little bit relieved. If, you know, social media is not where you want to be spending all your time and energy. Hopefully you now are a bit inspired to try some other avenues to get your work in front of people. If you enjoyed this episode, please do consider leaving a rating and or a review over on Apple Podcasts or over on the Create and Thrive Facebook page. Search Create and Thrive on Facebook or perhaps share it with your community. Like if you think other people could benefit from this, ironically, share it on social media. (laughs) If you are active on social media or send it via email or like write a letter. I don't know. (laughs) Recommend it to your friends and colleagues if you think that this will help them. And uh, if you think the show in general will help them, I really rely on word of mouth to get the show out there in front of new people, but also ratings and reviews on Apple podcasts really does help uh, this raise up through the rankings and hopefully get in front of some other people as well. So thank you to everybody who is supporting the show and a big thank you and shout out to all the members of the Thriver Circle. Without your support, I couldn't afford to keep this podcast and my YouTube uh, channel running really. So it's all thanks to you and of course my jewelry customers as well. So thank you for supporting the show in whatever way that you can. I really, really appreciate it. And I will be back again soon with another episode. Bye for now.